Hello, 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 and welcome to the 25th episode of the Economical Rice Podcast. I'm your host, Danny, and over here, we hope to serve you the grains of capitalism. Now, where last week I talked about the incredible rags-to-riches story of Li Ka-shing, the Hong Kong billionaire who is known as Superman, today we're going to be hitting a little closer to home with our next guest, Vivian Chan. Despite her petite stature, Vivian can definitely pack a punch both in the gym as well as in business. At 25, she has already set up and currently runs three separate businesses, a Muay Thai gym, a physical therapy clinic, as well as a business mentoring workshop to help budding entrepreneurs find their way. However, things were not always smooth sailing for Vivian, and her humble family background and past experiences of being bullied certainly doesn't point to a privileged childhood. But of course, as was the case with Li Ka Shing, when you have an individual as strong-willed and determined as Vivian, you know that they always find a way to succeed. In particular, by sharing Vivian's own Rex to Riches story, I hope to show what amazing things individuals can accomplish through their will and action. Oh, and just a quick note before we start, we recorded the interview in a cafe, so there's going to be some you know, additional background music and noise, but hopefully it doesn't detract too much from the actual interview. So, without further ado, let's get on with the interview. Vivian, welcome to the show. Hi Danny, I'm glad to be here with you and the rest of the audience. Yeah. Uh, it's a pleasure having you here. Uh, Alright, so I think a good place to start would be with your background. So, you know, as I mentioned a little bit in your introduction, right, it wasn't the easiest or most uh, comfortable life for you and your family. So, could you tell us a little bit more about this? Uh, okay, personally, I'm actually a uh, mixed Thai Chinese. My mm-hmm. mom is from Bangkok. My mm-hmm. dad is Singaporean. Yeah. So, uh, my dad brought us over here to Singapore mm-hmm. but unfortunately when we are building our family he got retrenched mm. and because of my mom's language barrier she couldn't speak English nor Chinese mm. uh, Mandarin so there's a bit of barrier for her uh, to find a job elsewhere yeah, yeah. so there's yeah. a bit of struggle for us yeah so what, what, what was your what was your dad working as at the time when he got retrenched he was working at a marine company. Mm. Yeah. So the pay was relatively high. Yeah. So when it he got retrenched, yeah. oh, anyway he's also breadwinner. Ah, I see, I see. Yeah. So it's a sort of like um a, 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 an unexpected event and then you know it's Yeah, very, it's, very unexpected. Yeah. So this is when how old were you when this happened? And this is when you're already in Singapore. Right? Yeah, already in Singapore. Mm. I think I was about um ten years old. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So yeah. So so, the, so how how I know about this is of course that uh, on on Vivian's Facebook page, right? You have this fantastic video where you show like your your story and your journey and stuff like that. And then there's a, the early part you talk about the struggles, about your dad getting retrenched, mm-hmm. you know, and you know how you had to uh, eat like a very very it's a scrimp on on food and stuff like that. Uh. Yes. Definitely. Yeah. So so what what about your mom? Is your mom still is your mom still struggling to find work or how how did she cope with that after all? After yeah. a while, um, she actually helps to babysit our neighbor's kids. Ah, okay. <laughs> yeah, so something that she doesn't really have to communicate much mm. because she knows a bit of uh, Hokkien. Mm, mm. Yeah, that subsequently she managed to learn Mandarin from the dramas. <laughs> you know, like, so much time, yeah. like, so much to do. Yeah. yeah so she picked up a language like that. Yeah, I see, yeah. I see. And then your dad? How long would? How long did he stay unemployed? Oh, he was unemployed for a year plus. Oh wow. So it 
it was quite a long period for us. So yeah. we were surviving on my mom's. Uh, so it's it's pay. family savings, uh, basically. And family savings and your mom's pay from the babysitting stuff. Mm, correct. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's, that's been really, really difficult yeah, during yeah, that time. The pay was very little, only. it was only about 600 per month. So <laughs> and you had a family of four? Yes. Then, <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. That's difficult. Alright, so. Yeah, de- definitely not not a easy easy uh, childhood. Uh. So, and another area where I found interesting with your your background, right, was your sort of struggle with with academics, particularly with uh, mathematics, right. So, and then you know you uh, 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 some teachers uh, particularly were, were not so kind to you. Uh, so, so I was wondering, you know, could you, could you describe a little bit more about that? You know, your your experience with your experience with maths in school, and then as well as you know how much impact that that had on your. Your own feelings or your own uh, or your own life. Uh, yeah. So academically, um, in terms of maths, mm. anything that is logic, <laughs> I cannot pass at it. So I'm very good in my languages. Okay. Yeah, so I always got like A one for my English and Chinese. Mm. But the, the other way around for maths, yeah. maths, A maths, yeah. uh, even chemistry. You cannot. Yeah, I cannot calculate for maths. <laughs> so there's this teacher who came out to me. I yeah. was having my O levels. Yeah. So we uh, in Singapore we have the prelims first, then the O levels, right? Yeah, yeah. So during the prelim, I had like thirty over points. Oh my so god. I cannot even go anywhere. <laughs> Wait, is this like is this because the exam was particularly hard like everyone was doing badly or is this just it is really very hard yeah, yeah. <laughs> so everybody um, they didn't flunk it yeah. but they didn't do as well as expected oh, I see yeah so okay. this teacher came up to me yeah. and said with your grades like this you can never go anywhere <laughs> you can be prepared to sweep the floor <laughs> yeah, oh my god I was god. so shocked yeah she personally, the teacher personally came up to you and, and said this. Yes, correct. Oh, wow. Maybe she wants to motivate me. Yeah, I mean, I'm a girl after all. Yeah, my self-esteem quite bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like if this is motivation, this is a very, very harsh way of <laughs> of yeah, motivating. Like, yeah. Very, very. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so how 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 did you feel after that when when your teacher told you this? Oh, I went home and cry first. Cry first, Yeah. Yeah, so in the end, uh, I actually skipped school just mm. because I don't want to see her. Oh. Yeah, and as I dropped A maths. As in, as in, you didn't take the O levels, did it? Or? I took the uh, O levels. Okay. But I had two subjects, E maths and A maths, right? Mm. So I didn't even go for E maths at all. <laughs> I just skipped her lessons. <laughs> because of the teacher? Yeah, because of the teacher. Oh my god. Because she'll always pick on me. She'll choose the question. When she know I don't even write a single formula. <laughs> Were you wait wait, wait that, that, oh my god that sounds awful. Yeah. Were you wait but but you can't be the only like the the, the only poorly poor performing student in class right? There must have been others as well right? I think I am the last. That's <laughs> <laughs> why she's picking on me. Oh. Really affects her KPI or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's yeah. still. So I actually didn't go to school for quite some time. Yeah, that's yeah. that's still oh that's that's still really really awful though. Yeah. But I took the chance to actually brush up on my emails. I got my seniors to help me every single night. Mm. So at least I could I just want a pass. Mm. So my pass was a uh, bare minimum one. It was a D seven. Mm. Just enough to get me into poly. Ah, I see, I see. Mm. Okay, so so it wasn't the case that you were so distraught, you just like you know, you don't care about mass altogether. 
is that you wanted to just focus on, on emails, right? Yes. Yeah. I didn't even have the basics. How, how do I even do emails? <laughs> <laughs> I see, I see. Mm. Okay. So then, um, by extension, right, you know, this is, uh, I, I don't want to go into too much detail here, but you know, do you still think about this? Is this still fueling you, you know, uh, uh, during life these days, you know, uh, you know all these uh, teachers scolding you and, and all, all these, uh, all these uh, harsh words and stuff like that? At times, I do uh, thank them for being so harsh mm. because uh, the way they push me down to the bottom pit, mm. it actually forces myself to come up. Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah. In, in in a very weird way, it sort of um, it, it gives you like a reality check and says that you know if you want something, you got really got to yes, work for, right. work hard for it. Right? Mm. Yeah. So so in the in, in the sense, maybe you know in today's culture where we tend to sort of. I, I know it's a bit of a, a stereotype to say that we tend to pamper the kids yes. but, but you know with the number of parents writing in complaint letters to the teachers you know with parents writing even to the army to complain about the conditions <laughs> there it's like you know this is sort of like the, the, the trade-off uh, it's that you know sometimes you, you, it needs to be hard because you need to show how, how life how difficult life is mm. yeah and then when you pamper them and then you get sort of you know what, what we call the strawberry generation or what people tend yes, to label the strawberry okay, generation okay. yeah yeah. All right. Okay. So now that we've talked a little bit about your struggles growing up, right? I want to transition uh, to the steps and actions that you took towards over- overcoming your obstacles. So, firstly, where you know many would would be continuing their studies full time at the age of seventeen, you decided to go in a really really different direction by working at several jobs, right? But <laughs> some 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 interesting ones here and there. So I'll let you talk about this. So could you tell us more about? Uh, you know, what, what kind of jobs you took up at this point, you know. So at the age of 17, I actually went to interview for uh, being a mascot. Mm. Because I've seen people doing it at shopping centres. Yeah. And it's really, really cute and adorable. <laughs> and I want to break the stereotypes because it's always the guys who gets the job. Because really? Because of my height. Ah, okay, okay, okay. I'm staying at... I'm <laughs> yeah, yeah. I managed to convince the boss mm. by saying um I can perform as well mm. even if I'm much shorter. The most is the mascot will look cuter, that's all. <laughs> so I, I got the job after a performance. Ah. So I stayed on for six years. Oh wow. Yeah, even up till now I still go back and do for fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. So while doing that, because the mascot shows is very, very flexible, mm. so I had a chance to uh, be a cafe barista. Mm. Okay, yeah. okay. So yeah. I took the chance to learn more about F&B, how they operate, yeah. how they manage their staff, yeah. uh, food and all. Yeah. Then the next job I got was uh, being a sports coach. Mm. Because I like to work with kids. Mm. But at the same time, I don't like to teach them academically. <laughs> <laughs> so I went into sports. Okay. So that's another way to bond and connect with them. Ah, I see. Yeah. Okay. So so you know, when when I hear talking about this, it seems like it seems to me that you really have you know love working with kids and stuff like that. Mm. Yeah. So so where 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 did you work as a mascot uh, when you first started out doing this? Yeah. The thing about me is I only do things that I love to do. Yeah. So I don't like to just work for the sake of money. Hmm. Because if. I only work for the sake of money. I'm sure I couldn't stay for just six years. Yeah. 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 So it's more of an enthusiasm over there. Ah. Mm. So initially you decided to do this is because you're really, really enthusiastic about... Yeah. Yeah, about... (laughs) Okay. 
So so where where did you uh, get the your first mas- mascot gig? Uh, Oh, that's very very long already. Yeah. Uh, it was uh, OCBC, you know the Mighty Sabers. Oh my God! Okay. <laughs> oh, uh, the baby Sarah. The baby, the lion. Yeah. Is it a tiny lion? The lion mascot, right? Uh, there's a lion mascot. I did it before too. That's yeah. The Singha kindness. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so it's not just one place, like It's like a no, it's a lot. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you did this. <laughs> oh. Wow. Okay. Yeah, so, so so your boss was a uh, was an agent uh, and then they helped you yeah, find. Yeah, right. Yeah, entertainment company. Ah. So they got shows. Ah, okay, okay. Vitagens, all this. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. So and then you were juggling. You you were juggling both this and the barista at the same the barista work at the same time. Yeah, it? and as well as my studies. As well as your studies. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. uh, I, 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 it was a little bit misleading when I introduced this, but um. Yeah, so so you you actually you were actually still studying at the time. You yes. went to poly after your older ones, right? Mm. Yeah. So <laughs> so so you're working three different full time jobs. It's three different part time jobs, and then you're doing your your part time studies and yeah. your and your full time studies. Yeah. How the hell do you manage that? <laughs> I have breaks in between, uh, like my lessons. Yeah. So my boss will pick me up. Yeah. Come here at the show and then pick me up from the show. To, to go back school. to school. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it must have been super tiring, right? You, you, it was like a like a full time schedule like that in your case. Like like no 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 breaks at all. Like days like, like get up early in the early in the day. You know, go back late at night. That kind of thing. Yeah. But maybe because that time I was still young and energetic. Yeah. yeah. And I love the work. Mm. So, and it doesn't affect my studies at all. Hmm. Yeah. Okay, okay, interesting. So, so, but, but then your, your studies, you graduated after a while. Uh, but when you continued doing the mascot, the, all, all, this, uh, all the side jobs for, for a lot longer than that. Mm, that's right. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, how long, so, so what, what, did you, what did you study in uh, at the time? Uh, I'm usually in early childhood education mm. in Mian Poly. Okay, so, so that explains your sort of affinity with working with children and yes, stuff like that. Huh? Uh, okay, okay. Alright, so then. Um, so aside from this, right? Uh, I also noticed that it was during this period that you you picked up Muay Thai. Uh, yes. Actually, actually, you know, with your background, I don't know if it was earlier, but you know, uh, in your video, you mentioned that it was around 17, 18 that you started going into Muay Thai. So this, of course, plays a key role in what you're doing today, right? In the businesses that you run today. So could you tell us a little bit more of you know why you got started with Muay Thai in the first place, or how you got started in the first place? The reason why I got started in Muay Thai it was because of my uh, petite size. Yeah. Right. So when I was in primary school and even in secondary school, yeah, I tend to get bullied quite a bit. Yeah. Because of my size and my language barrier, I couldn't speak English this well. Yeah. Yeah. Last time. Ah. Okay. So the guys and even the girls they would bully me. Yeah. So one day my uncle just said, "Why not I bring you to Muay Thai?" Hmm. Yeah, learn some self-defense and then toughen yourself up. Mm. And I said, okay, why not? So three months into learning Muay Thai, he actually put me into the competition already. Oh, is it? <laughs> he just threw me up onto the ring. <laughs> yeah. How did it go? Uh, I got silver for it. Oh, really? <laughs> I got silver for it. Oh, you must have been son. training really hard. Okay. Oh, I train every day. Oh, wow. During, so, during that period. Uh. Yeah, so for Muay Thai, he actually um, toughens up my mentality and yeah. my physical as well. Ah, okay. So, so during that time, it was not just the school, not, not just the three jobs, <laughs> but it was Muay Thai classes as yes, well. Yes, correct, correct. 
<laughs> okay. Yeah. So. <laughs> so so did you did you have to did you ever have to like um you know confront your bullies from your past or anything? Uh, I had one who oh. came up to recently. Yeah. Who came up to apologize to me. Seriously. <laughs> oh wow. But you didn't have to fight. Fight them. Right? <laughs> That's my excuse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So so how did how how did that come about? Yeah. Uh, how did it come about? Yeah, as in like, how how did the your your bully came to like uh, apologize and stuff like that? Or you oh. know, was it like a random thing or? When he saw my video on Facebook. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and he just felt really really sad about it. Yeah, he felt really sad. He didn't know that it had such a huge impact. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so of course, like, you know, the 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 larger lesson here being that you know, um, when 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 life, you know, you know, all, all these kind of things, like you know, uh, when we talked about your childhood, right, your your difficult circumstances, your dad getting retrenched, you know, your 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 issues with being bullied throughout primary and secondary school, right. So all these circumstances, it's it's really difficult to control, and it's very very hard that you to to control for these circumstances. It can happen to just about anyone, right. but of course the the important thing with with your story and and what we're we're trying to what I'm trying to show here is that you know it takes the individual to want to do something about it, right? Yes. Yeah, particularly with with you, it's like you know may, maybe maybe you could say that the uncle presented you the opportunity, but. You know, you, you, I'm sure you can, you can, you can, uh, you can share for 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 everyone, right? How how difficult it is to train Muay Thai, yeah, and and you know the amount of effort you put into training Muay Thai, right? So so there is a lot of individual effort that goes towards you know wanting to overcome the sort of the obstacles that that were presented to you, yes. Yeah, same same same. The same could be said with you know, uh, you know, uh, go, working with all those uh, different side gigs and stuff like that, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, I, I'm sure that you could say that. Uh, you, you know, you can say that you're doing it out of passion and, and interest and whatever. Yeah. But like, you know, <laughs> the most passionate, interested person, I don't think they'll be willing to work a, 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 such a crazy schedule as, as you were mm. at the time, right? But the money is good as well. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and I'm sure a little bit of it must have gone towards like helping your, your family at the time as well, right? Yeah, I was actually paying my own school fees and my expenses. Mm. So I didn't even take any um, pocket money. Hmm. Yeah, so so at the time like seventeen years old you're already like basically independent now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's incredible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, f- I find I find it actually very, very incredible. Yeah. Alright, so okay, so uh after several painstaking years of uh slogging through the various jobs, you know mm-hmm. you, you, I don't think you would call it slogging. You you <laughs> you know, from from what you say you suddenly seem to have a different perspective. But right. yeah, so so from working through the, the various jobs just to you know make make it by make uh, earn a living, uh, you decided to try your hand at entrepreneurship in hopes of bettering your future outcomes. Yeah, so I want I want to start with uh, I want to start with you telling us a little bit more about this transition mm. and you know what it's like uh, facing all the risks and uncertainty that comes with it. Yeah. Okay, um, to start a business with zero knowledge yeah. and capital and yeah. zero experience yeah. it's actually very very scary Yeah, because I have no guidance at all yeah. and everybody is objecting it mm. objecting it in the sense that um, they think I will fail mm. because yeah. of all the odds right yeah exactly yeah. so how I overcome it is that um, based on my experience in so many fields and uh, working alongside with my bosses mm. they taught me a lot mm. so I became a very high risk taker mm. so I went online 
I just Google yeah. how to start a business. <laughs> you know, Google is like your God. Yeah. 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 So my mentor's name came up. Yeah. Yeah. So the first thing I did was to message him. Hmm. On. I mean, on. Never try, never knows. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the first sentence that I asked him was, "Are you a scam?" This is the thing I'm afraid of also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. people cheating my money. Yeah, yeah. Have yeah, that's true. Lady. That's true. So he was very nice. He uh, gave me a free non-obligatory session where he taught me all the basics mm. in just one hour. Mm. After that, I straight away plunged into his uh, mentorship. Mm. Of course, there's a fee to it. Yeah, yeah. Just like how you go to school, you pay your school fees, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I went to my neighbor yeah. and then I borrowed his credit card secretly without telling my dad. Just so I can pay his mentorship in uh, installments. Wait, 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 what? Seriously? Yeah, seriously. So, so, this is your neighbor's credit card? Yeah, my neighbor's credit card. So I don't let my dad know <laughs> that I go and spend such a huge amount, you know. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. So every month, I only have to pay $60 Okay. I get to start my own business. Oh my god. So I just work more jobs to cover that $60 Oh my god. Hmm. So that's how I got started. Uh-huh. Just with the skills that I have, Muay Thai and uh, my knowledge in sports therapy and all, right? Yeah. So I actually started getting customers from home. Mm. So my first customer for Muay Thai is actually my junior. Oh, okay. Yeah. Your so junior from? From secondary school. Oh, okay. So she was interested in Muay Thai and she wanted to just learn one to one. Oh, okay. And I said, okay, I'll teach you. I uh, <laughs> also don't know what to charge. So yeah. I just charge uh, $100 a month. So, but, but, but at that time, you already, you already started up the, the, you already started the business, is it? No. No, not yet. Not at all. No so, dream, no nothing. It was just me and myself. Had you already contacted your mentor at this time? Or? Yeah, contacted already. Ah, so, so you had some ideas yeah. running through. Yeah. Correct. Ah, okay. So and then at this point, uh, your junior contact you and say, I want to learn Muay Thai. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh. So from one student, it became six. So six people training at my living room. <laughs> I was making like $600 a month mm. from just four weekends. Hmm. Yeah. So oh, wow. and then each session is about an hour. Hmm. So that's actually really worth it. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh wow, that's really really interesting. Mm. So you started with no capital. No capital. No no past business experience. Mm. Al- although you have some you know knowledge and and network from here and there. Mm. But but no 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 business experience. No. And then from the outside, you already you already making about you know six hundred a month. Yes. Barely you know but but. But doing this, you were barely spending any time at all. It was just basically a couple hours every yeah, weekend. I just had to wake up early, week 8am, train until 9. Yeah. Then the rest of the day, I'm free again. <laughs> 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 <You know my mascots. laughs> so, so, I mean like, what, what, what did your parents think about this? You said your, 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 your dad wasn't sure, wasn't happy with, wouldn't be happy with you spending such a big amount on the mentorship fee. Right. They're happy with you starting a business in your living room? Uh, at first, my mom was making noise. After all, it's her house. Yeah. <laughs> but I say, if I can give you extra $50 a month to buy groceries, <laughs> will you be happy? <laughs> then she kept quiet. <laughs> so you, yeah. you bribe your mom, in a sense. <laughs> Were you, were, you, were, you, were you doing these lessons in the morning? Was this why she was angry or, or, or not happy or what? Uh, uh, because it's a bit noisy. 
Ah, okay. <laughs> Muay Thai, there's a lot of skipping, punching, and kicking. Yeah, it's yeah. It's not music. Like yeah, yeah, thing. yeah. Okay, okay. And your living room is not a, not a particularly big space, is it? Still alright. Still alright. I can fit six people, so it's okay. It's okay. the old drum ah. kind of estate. Ah, okay, okay, yeah. okay. All right. So okay. So you talked you talked through a little bit of your, of your journey and you know start you know, how you how you first started the the the, the business right? right right. I want to talk more about the you know the 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 part you said earlier about how you know the the the, the uncertainty and all this difficulty that you felt you know. So what what were some of the reactions that you had from your you know your mentors or your peers when when you told them that you were trying to start out a, a business or that you wanted to transition towards a business. Uh, when I told them I had a mentor, Imran, they said, first thing they doubt his character. <laughs> is it a scam? Yeah, is it a scam? <laughs> it's not a scam. Yeah. Of course, I didn't tell them about the credit card story. I'm going to get more troubles over there. <laughs> yeah. So I said, it's actually very easy um, to start a business. I only need a product, and the product is myself. Mm customers and a way to get a customer so mm. it is three steps I don't see how difficult it is mm. yeah so so actually when when you know when you were facing doubts from your peers or your parents it was more that they were not sure what what they were not really clear about what going into business meant is yes it? Yeah, and not, not sure about what you're really going to put yourself into what you're going to give up that sort of thing right yes yeah. it's more of the um, having the courage to step out of the comfort zone mm. but I don't have any comfort zone to begin with <laughs> so I can just go anywhere yeah, yeah so, so, so th- that's what I found fascinating is that for most for most of your life right for, from the story that you've been telling me so far it doesn't sound like you were very comfortable to begin with yeah, <laughs> so, so it seems like you were just jumping into these different things here and there and yes. then going to like you head on just chung into all these yeah. different kind of things yeah so, so, so then then but but then you were telling me about how you picked up the sort of high risk, uh, high risk high reward sort of mentality, right? Mm. So where did that where did that come from? It actually comes from uh, my mascot boss, Lillian. Mm. So she taught me a lot about it. Mm. So let's say if I were in the mascot, actually my visibility is very low. The mm. risk of me falling off the stage is very high. Okay. Yeah, but I just have to believe in myself and the people around me. Who's okay. helping me? Okay. Yeah, that actually builds up my mentality over there. Oh. So I, I can even dance with my eyes closed. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So it's it just Okay, I it's see. A, it's a concept that I applied onto the businesses. Mm, mm. You can never see what is gonna happen mm. in the next second. Mm. Yeah. It's in a sense it's just to have a little bit more confidence in, in yes. your own abilities. Uh. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, that that's actually a really good really interesting lesson to point out mm-hmm. yeah and more so because um, you know in, in today's society right, I, w- I would say that a lot of people they might want to dream a lot of people want to be successful they want to make a, a lot of money right but they, they have a different problem from you is that you know they have this thing called a, a very very comfortable zone <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> which makes it difficult to, to sort of uh, jump out and take risks and stuff like that you know? yes. yeah risk taking unlike you risk taking doesn't come very naturally to them mm. so you know, I, th- I think this would be a pretty interesting lesson to, to tell them is that, you know, you have all these doubts and stuff like that, right? But, you know, you, 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 you yourself, you yourself can, can overcome all these doubts, right? You know, like, like what you've done, you know, you simply just look on Google. Yeah. You made the first step to contact your mentor. 
you know, he stole your <laughs> neighbor's credit card to, to, to go to, to, go to, uh, to, to purchase the course fees and stuff like that, yes. you know? All, all these sort of things are individual actions that you can take to sort of uh, overcome all these little doubts. Not saying that these doubts are easy or anything, but it's that they are not, you know, uh, really obstacles that you know, are, are permanent. They're, they're, they're not they're not walls that you cannot cannot climb over or anything and and you know Vivian here has, has said uh, you know through her story and stuff like that, it, it, it clearly is the case that you know you can do you can do something about it and you can make change yeah so all right so uh, at this point I want to talk a little bit more about your your mentor you mentioned that you have a you have a mentor right? you found a mentor and stuff like that so are you still working with your mentor currently yeah I meet you <coughs> almost uh, twice a month mm. because there's so much to learn in marketing and in business yeah. so we are always coming out with new stuff and I'm always learning about new things mm. so I can teach my students mm. and as well as people around me I see mm. so in, in, what, in what aspect does your does your mentor help you with your business is it primarily those things that you know just marketing and stuff like that or uh, primarily Marketing and sales. Mm. These are the um, two important things in a business. Mm. So the others will be manpower management and all those. Mm. Yeah. So so he helps you. He helps you with that as well. Right? Yes. Ah, okay. So so the the your mentor's name is I believe Imran, right? Yeah, Imran. Yeah, Imran. So he has his own sort of a business where he he coaches entrepreneurs. Is it? Yeah, he coaches uh, people how to start a business. Uh, within 48 hours <laughs> so anyone can do it with just a laptop and uh, internet yeah yeah okay yeah that's pretty pretty interesting man. Yes. yeah um, so you've launched your first business you're making pretty good money but that's not the end of the story right mm-hmm. so and as we know currently you have two more businesses going on you know with your physical therapy clinic and the entrepreneur workshop so, you know, I just visited your office, <laughs> your physical therapy clinic, it's, it's inside the gym itself. It's just a, it's just a partition, partition off by, by like a piece of cloth, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Alright, so, so could you tell us about how, how this, this, this decision to branch out into more businesses came about in the first place? Yeah. Since I'm already equipped with Muay Thai skills mm. and I'm uh, coaching an all-female gym, mm. So, I noticed that everybody gets injured. Mm. So, I just decided to open a small space. I just put a bit over there. Yeah. And then I just started my first business. <laughs> another business. And another business. <laughs> yeah, just yeah, like that. So, my first client was actually my student. Oh, okay. Yeah. For what, what kind of injury was it? She sprained her ankle. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, I managed to heal her within <laughs> like 10 minutes. Was you just applying ointment and stuff like that? Yeah, some techniques and all. Was, was, that like a, was that like a student discount or was that, did you oh, charge it for it? Oh, it's free also. Oh, it's free also. I thought she was so happy. Ah, and then she okay. gave me a very good testimony for it. Mm, so, subsequently, mm. I had a lot of social proof. Mm, yeah. So, it makes me very credible. Mm. And then I did some marketing as well, yeah. using all these social tools. Yeah. So I attracted a lot of uh, people coming up to the gym mm. and to the clinic itself. Oh, nice. So that's how my business grew as well. Nice, nice. Mm. Yeah, so um, physical therapy and Muay Thai, they are different skill sets, right? Yes. So how did you learn the, the, the physical therapy side? 
I went to university. Okay. And then I graduated with a degree in sports science. Ah, okay. So that's for the theory part. So ah. for the practical part, I had a mentor mm. who uh, teaches me how to heal people. This is this is not Imran. This is different. Not Imran, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, he's a very old uncle already. He's ah. retired. <laughs> okay. Mm. So, so you mentioned that you went to university, right? Yes, I did. This is part time as well. Ah, uh, no, that was full time as well. Oh, full full time university. So after from Nian Poly, yeah, I straight away went into university. Ah, okay. Mm. But you were still doing all the extra yeah, extra jobs. Everyone was but as per normal. Oh my god. Yeah, it's the starting of business now. Ah, okay, 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 okay. So then, um, so so then afterwards, you 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 learn under this uh, mentor to teach you all the the practical side of the physical therapy business. Yes. And then you got your licenses after that, or yeah, everything. Ah, okay. Mm. So you're actually fully certified to to do the physical therapy side already. Yeah, then. correct. It's just that when you started out the Muay Thai business, you you didn't really, or or, or, or did you already have that in mind to to I start was on? helping people uh, at home already. Ah, okay. Yeah. Were you charging for that or? Yes, no? I was charging, but for very minimum, like uh. $20 mm, Sort of like freelance sort of thing Yes, just want to test my skills and to help people as well Ah, mm. okay, okay And then it's the same concept when I had my first customer My second one came, yeah. third one yeah. yeah, subsequently it was on appointment basis mm. Yeah, sort of like a word of mouth, right? Mostly yes. true word of mouth But it was slower as compared to using uh, marketing techniques on Facebook yeah, yeah, it's it's yeah. You know, you know when you talk about that, it's really quite incredible <laughs> how far we've come in terms of the technology. Yeah, yeah. within less than six months, hmm. mm, less than a year. Mm, yeah, I mean like I mean like when when you know when we were growing up, right? There was no Facebook and, and yes. stuff like that, right? So as a small time you know business owner, you want to advertise. What, what your avenues were what print media most of the time, right? And very expensive. Yeah, yeah, and print media it tends to be really, really expensive. It's either that or word of mouth. Yes. Yeah, but these days you know you have tools such as Facebook, your Instagram, social media. It's a, a fant- fantastic tool. You know, I use this. I use this to get the word of the podcast out. You use this to get to grow your business as well. Yes. Yeah. So so it's you know it's it's really quite quite incredible to me how how far technology have come and how yeah, much it's helping people. Mm. Yeah. Alright, so aside from the physical therapy one, you have another one, right? Which is the uh, the one, the entrepreneur workshop, that one. Yes. Yeah, so so could you tell us a little bit more about how you how you got started that one? So after I accomplished so much, right, and achieved so much, I yeah. want to do something for people who had similar experiences like me, mm. people who come from a similar background, mm. they, who has financial burdens and time free, uh, Time problems as well. Yeah. So those who want to do more for their families and parents, mm. in order to get out of the vicious cycle, yeah. it's not to go and find another high-paying job. Yeah. But it's do something totally different. Yeah. So that is to start a business. A business is something where you can control, and it belongs to you. Yeah. So that's where you can control the time and the money, amount of money that you earn. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, and you're doing this. Uh, how how many students do you currently have uh, under your tutelage? Uh, I just started not long ago. Hmm. Uh, I have about thirty, but hmm. I don't intend to take on like a lot, a lot of them because I want to focus on uh, each and every one. You're picking the picking the ones that you think that are the most viable, is it? Or the ones who are coachable. Coachable. Mm. Ah, okay. Because they must be willing to learn. So, what do you what do you look out for? 
uh, when you say willing to learn? That means um, they must come to me uh, as though they are a blank piece of paper. Ah, okay. So 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 you know when when you tell them something they must be very accepting and stuff like yes. that. No not not like come with their own excuses or, or stuff yes. like that. Uh, Usually okay. excuses is to justify their reason why they are not doing it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that's yeah. their reason yeah. behind why yeah. they are not successful and still there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This um yeah, I find it really fascinating really interesting that you brought the the part about breaking the the cycle. Uh, up because um, you know as, as I said earlier a lot of people want to be rich and successful yes. At the same, by the same token a lot of people complain that their jobs are miserable that you know their bosses are, are terrible you know that this uh, capitalism society is, uh, is you know crushing the workers keeping them as wage slaves and stuff like that yeah but you know, whenever I hear these complaints right, I always think you know if you hate it so much why do you just do your own thing Start, do about it. Yeah, it's just, just start your own business, right? But, the, but then, of course, they'll come back and say, Oh no, I don't have experience. Oh no, I don't yeah. have capital. So these are the experiences <laughs> that <you laughs> Yeah. Yeah, so, so you see, so, see that, that's the difference between you and, and those kind of people, right? Mm. Is that you're able to see these and say, Okay, you see, see all these, uh, see this cycle that, that they're in, and, and say, Okay, I can do something about it. Right. And you can see all the, the obstacles that you're facing, and you can say, Okay, I can do something about it. I can go Google. I can go, you know, take up, take up, uh, take up mentorship from a from a ment- uh, from a mentor. You know, I can go. Mm. I can go work extra jobs to pay for it, etc., etc., etc. Whereas people, other people, are just you know find find excuses not to do it. Yeah. So, yeah. So that, uh, yeah. So so, I, I, I really found it fascinating that you brought it up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, right, uh, we're going towards the later stages of the interview, and I just want to talk on a broader level about, you know, the state of uh, entrepreneurship and how, what you think uh, about entrepreneurship. Uh. So you've been doing this, you've been working for a number of years already, right? And then you've been doing this entrepreneurial stuff for about a year? Uh, more than a year? Uh, yeah, a year plus, going to already. Going to two years already, right? So then, I just want to ask, you know, what kind of uh, impact do you see uh, entrepreneurs making, you know, on the broader society. Like, you know, asking this question of sort of, you know, what kind of role do you see them playing, and by extension, you know, what kind of impact do you do you wish to make? I wish that uh, through entrepreneurship, yeah. I can uh, impact more um, bigger changes in people's life, mm. so they so that they will not be tied down by uh, circumstances that are not controllable by them. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, if you're an entrepreneur, there's a lot of creative things that you can do. Mm. And once you have the ability to, you end up helping more people. Yeah. So, let's say I help you today, and yeah. then you're successful already, you'll go out and help more. Yeah. So, that's a very nice cycle that I want to see. Okay. Mm. Yeah. So, so, yeah, that, that's. And, and, and that's something that um, I don't think a lot of people sort of take notice of. Is mm. this a. Uh, aspect of helping people right yeah. because essentially when you're running a business you're, that, that's what you're doing right you're providing goods providing services yeah. a lot of people see it as just like oh I'm paying money for this yeah yeah, yeah they're, they're getting something I'm not getting anything yeah but you got you got something right? yeah 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 exactly but, but, but a lot of people I think you know I, I, I may be misguided on this or, or, or maybe the case that they're 
they're underplaying this uh, the benefit that they get from from businesses, uh. mm. or maybe they just don't like don't like it when they give away money or, or they're exchanging money for something else. They do say yeah. that uh, usually customers buy based on emotions, mm. not by uh, making logical decisions. Mm. So they buy from you, maybe they like you, they like your stories, mm. or uh, they just prefer the whole environment mm. inside it. Hmm. So, so in your view, you think it's more of a, you know, when 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 customers buy, sometimes it's more of like obligation and stuff like this. Uh, more of they are connected with you because of the relationship. Ah. Yes. Okay. Okay. So then, uh, yeah. So then, back to that that earlier question. So, what kind of a role do you see entrepreneurs playing in in society in a more general sense? Uh, you know? Definitely can improve the economy. Yeah. ดีเพราะว่าเดิมมีความคิดว่าเพราะว่าเดิมมีความคิดว่าเพราะว่าเดิมมีความคิดว่าเพราะว่าเดิมมีความคิดว่าเพราะว่าเดิมมีความคิด
if you would look at the flip side, right, then you would have to say that, oh, you know, those from well-off families, you know, it, it, it's harder for them to build these sort of, like, characteristics because they're they're position very comfortable and it makes it difficult to get out of the comfort zone. Yeah. Mm. Do you think that this holds true or, you know, be, because people say that, you know, you've got to be crazy, right? You know, how, how can you say that they have it harder to become entrepreneurs when they're well-off, right? Yeah. So do you think this is the case or...? They have their own problems as well that we don't see because mm. the sh- social media doesn't really show. Yeah. Yeah. So that's one thing. Uh, there isn't much transparency about that, lah. Mm. Mm. Yeah, because you know people don't like to add their dirty laundry on yes, social correct. media. Yeah. Let's see. Let's see. All right. So then, uh, lastly, right before we leave, um, what are some of the key lessons that you learned on your? twisting, winding journey, very, very long and arduous journey to, to where you are now. And, you know, what would you, th- what would you say to someone who's interested in following your footsteps towards becoming an entrepreneur? The key to uh, succeeding in anything that you want to do, not just in businesses, is actually uh, enthusiasm mm. and not passion. So everybody always thought that if you have passion, yeah. follow your passion, do what you love, yeah. you can sustain for very long. Yeah. But if I have enthusiasm and I'm very enthusiastic in doing something that I don't have passion in, I can also go very long. Yeah. yeah. What's the difference between passion and enthusiasm in your view? Passion it will be more of like something that interests me and that I like to do. Ah, but okay. that doesn't mean I want to do it every single day. Okay. But enthusiastic is like I'm very eager to do it. It's more of an attitude. Ah. Yeah, so that's okay. the difference. Okay, so so Okay, so passion might be like some side interest that you have. Uh, maybe some quirk, quirk or something, you know. Yeah. Maybe you like uh, carpentry or whatever, mm, right? Mm. Yeah. But then enthusiasm would be like something that gets you out of bed every morning, yes. right? You'd be excited to go do it. Yes. Yeah. So, so in the analogy, it's like, okay, you can be passionate. If you're passionate and not enthusiast- enthusiastic, it's something like, oh, I love carpentry. But you know, doing the hard work to learn all the the skills needed to learn the craft, and then to actually build all these tables and chairs. Mm. I, I don't like doing that. Yes. Yeah, something. Like that. Uh, okay. So then, um, so so what would you say to someone then who is interested in uh, becoming an entrepreneur? It's just it's just this lesson of. Uh, uh, you have to be fearless. Yeah. yeah. Step out of the comfort zone as well. Just step out. Yeah. <laughs> and never look back. Never. Before you look back, then you'll fall back in. <laughs> yeah, but but. What would, you, what would you say about, you know, because entrepreneurship is not always, uh, you know, sunshine and unicorns, right? There's always risk, there's always failure. Yes. Not everyone succeeds. Yeah, so, you know, what would you say to people you know, to overcome these doubts and, and stuff like that? Yeah. What would you say to people to help them overcome these, these doubts of all the risk that is going on? With if you are somebody who wants to work for your own dream, yeah. not somebody else's dream, yeah. And not die working for somebody else's dream. Yeah. Then go and start a business or start something of your own. Yeah. So at the end of the day, while you're lying in the coffee yeah. or on your deathbed, then you look back your whole life and say, okay, this is something that I've done for myself. Yeah. And not just earning all the money and then all the money in the bank, but you're in the coffee. Yeah. 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 That's a. Uh a pretty, pretty grim way of putting it, but... <laughs> everybody dies anyway. Yeah, yeah. It's just that you don't know when. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's just basically to say, uh, don't don't live with any regrets. Uh, or yeah, I always leave today like my last. Mm, mm. Yeah. Take, 
Yeah, and, and by extension, you will take control of your life and, and do things that you want. Yes, to because learn. it's my life after all. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. I like I like that message. It's a it's a really really strong message. <laughs> yeah, and with that brings the end to today's episode. Uh, thanks again, Vivian, for coming on. Yeah. Alright, to the listeners out there, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for sticking around to the very end. I hope you enjoyed this episode, you know, there's just so much to learn and to admire from Vivian's own journey and the decisions and actions she took with entrepreneurship. While we as a society often admire the successes of millionaires and billionaires around the world, the stories of individuals such as Vivian are every bit as important. Not only do they remind us that individuals, the layman, everyday people have the potential to go out and affect change in the world and take control of their lives, it also provides hope that even difficult circumstances do not spell the end of the world. Alright, so if you like this episode and want to help out with the podcast, you can do so by liking, sharing or subscribing to the Economical Rise podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud or Stitcher, or you can leave comments or suggestions on the social media pages on Facebook or Instagram. This has been your host Danny at the Economical Rise podcast, where we're here with the serve you the grains of capitalism.